God. Get out. Get out. <laughs> get out so my joysticks and D-pads can get in. And welcome <laughs> to another episode of Just Game and Pod. Episode four. <laughs> it's episode four. Yeah. four. Honestly, this actually feels a lot more natural now because it's just... Maybe you could do the yeah, synopsis do that. of that. Oh my yeah, God, yeah. I'll yes. do that. I'll We're do introducing that. a new character today on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? We need to figure out that over time. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's an M or a B. Monica. Melvin. Monica Melvin. Uh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Monica Melvin. Uh-huh. Monica Beverly. Melvin. Is that you? <laughs> Monica Melvin. Beverly. Jones. Jones. Beverly Monica Hills. Monica Beverly Hills. Compton. <laughs> Monica, <laughs> Monica Beverly Compton. Hills. Jenkins. Have Eyes the third. Oh. For short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who am I? <laughs> who are you? I want to know. I'm a surprise therapy session that you didn't think you needed. Trigger. Uh-huh. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by the word triggered. Uh, <laughs> and betterhelp.com. Oh, bitch, if we got that sponsorship. Girl, on a heartbeat, girl, I would bitch, jump on it. I, girl, I'll get a therapist too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> finally tackle this all together. Yeah. Uh, and who's helping me tackle this issue? Is it me? Yes. Oh. Am fuck. I the drama? <laughs> um <laughs> I'm that bad Tina trip at the club that sent you to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) And this recovery journey is... (laughs) The letter is brought to you by K for ketamine. Hi, my name is Will. (laughs) I thought it was V for Volca. (laughs) Volca. Volca. W for whiskey. Oh. Monica Lewitsky. Oh. Beverly Lewitsky. 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 Lerum. Lewitsky Lerum. Oh, I want some Lerum. Lavarka. I got coconut rum. I want, is that Lerum? Girl, I feel like I shouldn't have got high before. With the, yeah. Um, yes. So we're here on another episode of Just Giving Pod. Episode four. four. Episode four. Um, of 2024. Before we move forward, girl, where can they find us? I'm so lost. Yeah. We're so lost. Honestly, I'm lost too. J O S T J Y M I M P O D. Is there a fleet option? Add the number one. Find us on Twitch. Fleet's there. You're oh my God. <laughs> yeah. On Twitch, baby. Be sure to check us out on all our platforms, guys. We're streaming. We are um, posting. We're here. And we're ready. We're gay and yeah. queer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, I'm this man voice. As yeah, can, we have an episode today. We'll just we, say that. Right, yeah. uh, can we just jump into it then? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, while I get the synopsis together and take another hit, tell me, what did you watch today? What about you? What about you? What did I watch today? Okay, so I watched... Uh, gay Miss Cleo on her journey of healing, recovery, and independence. Uh huh. <laughs> good luck, Will. <laughs> you, you did a good job there. 
You know I try. Thank you, baby. Um, I saw like a journey to self-love, mm. but still tragedy. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh my god, thinking about it makes me want to cry. I can't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much, it's too much. It's too much. I take it all back, I take it all back. I take it all back. I saw a movie that was just incredibly, incredibly painful to sit through. Mm. And not and and that's not in a bad way. This is like Yeah, it was way. really it's good. very hard to to watch. Okay, and you girl? <laughs> <laughs> And that's Speechless. my synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> Speechless. Um, fuck. Um, oh my god. I watched. Oh god. I watched like a live action of somebody going through the motions of life. Uh-huh. Of techniques that I heard of from therapy uh, uh-huh. being played out in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I never thought someone was going to take my middle school journal and write a movie about it. (laughs) (laughs) I want my check. (laughs) Now. Girl, send it right now. Okay. Uh, And that's what I watched. Yeah. So we Uh, have a jam-packed episode today. The usual delectable deliveries of Cutie and Booty and just a playlist. mm -hmm. But I think this movie, this episode... A cinema poo is going to be something a little oh special. My oh my god, now that we got the first step through with cinema poo. Yeah. Now we're here to review. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Here it's about is your spoiler. Time. We highly Warning. recommend that you watch this movie before you listen to this episode. Yeah. Um, it is highly, highly recommended. We don't want to spoil this for you. So I just want you guys to understand. That I highly recommend you watch this movie before you listen to this episode. Uh huh. So, what movie did we watch? We watched All of Us Strangers. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Crinkle cut. <laughs> well done. How much would I not? <laughs> Look, I was about to ask a question. Uh. <laughs> I'm a mind reader. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mother. Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Uh, okay, we're gonna have to go through my smoker uh-huh. voice to read the synopsis. I'm ready, babes. <laughs> okay, Beverly. We have to move all over. Oh my god. Okay, Beverly. <laughs> uh, she's just been gargling peanut butter and cigarettes ever since she was twelve. Mm, delicious. <laughs> I've been the Aflac duck for 20 years. <laughs> okay, big <laughs> Okay, big edge. All right. One night is his near empty London town block. Screenwriter Adam has a chance to encounter with mysterious neighbors, Harry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Punching the rhythms of his everyday life as a relationship develops between them. Adam finds himself drawn back to his childhood home where his parents appear to be living just as they were the day they died 30 years ago. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, okay, Jigsaw. hard. Oh my god. <laughs> right? Oh my god. Do you need some water? I got it. <laughs> I got a Sprite. <laughs> Adam. It's going back 30 years ago. <laughs> now you're giving Diablo. Yeah. Start of like your childhood traumas. Mm-hmm. Childhood traumas. 
So let's just jump right into yeah. it. First things first, fuck you. Whoever made this movie, fuck you, dude. Yeah. I don't appreciate this. I do. Oh, uh, I cried so much. You were crying, bitch. <laughs> bitch. I was about to be the scene from Hot Chicks when she's like, <laughs> Someone shit in the lockers. <laughs> that, that was you. I don't know if you're aware, but in the like moments of silence, I was the only one that's like. I mean, <laughs> well, I was also sitting right. Silence, I was sitting right had... next to you, and you were like. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "Oh my I'm god!" I'm trying my best not to like full on sob. Yeah. A movie hasn't done this to me, and touched me in places that I have not been touched before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking That's in the heart. <laughs> no, honestly, all tea. I haven't been like stirred like this by a movie since Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. which this, is like a big like. Okay, Everything Everywhere All at Once tingled a mental part of me. This movie got a full body reaction and instilled that nervousness, that scared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those like brief moments of embarrassment and those moments that it's just it got too real. And I was just like, oh, I, I appreciate that you slapped me with this. Because mm-hmm. never in my life I ever had a movie that just made me feel so seen. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. And she hit you right in the trauma puss. Right in the trauma puss. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow. Not someone's telling me that my shadow work is actually going to lead somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really good. It was really good. I, um... When it started, I definitely wasn't, like, sold on it initially. And then it got rolling, and I was like, oh, this is what we're watching today. Mm-hmm. Hey, <clears throat> what was the turning point that it started, like, pulling you in? When those people left. And then I was able to focus on the movie. <laughs> literally. Um, they left at the perfect time. I literally told this bitch to shut the fuck up at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Did I not? Yeah. Twice. No, they were being. There was two people behind us who were just being rude, and I, I think they were not even, not only like just being rude, but like no shade. And this isn't to like be demeaning to people who are allies to the community, but like media like this isn't for you. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, what are you like doing? if you're gonna watch and like be supportive, support in silence, please. Yeah, there's because LGBT it was people. it was it was like almost insulting because I think in some ways, and this is perhaps me getting a little preachy, but like. I, I feel like queer narratives are so important because they're so rarely told. I mean, we're obviously seeing improvements as time has gone on, but it's like obviously a majority of people there were queer in some shape or form. And so for you to be like talking loudly over experiences that for many people in the room were probably like really tangible just feels really fucking insulting. So yeah, I was glad they left. Same. It was very insulting to me specifically because I wasn't appreciating the movie like I should. Like, I liked the shots that they had because the movie was very mm, quiet the in the shots. beginning. The shots. And camera was really the good. camera work was very great in this movie. And I think that it was really good. But I thought, oh, God, this is going to get to a point where it's just like, it's just nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. But I get where it was going because I thought this was going to be a completely different movie. I oh, was by not hit, by the time you got. hit by the time you hit the end of the movie, you realize why the movie was like shot the way it was and done the way everything. Yeah, yeah. Also, like all of a sudden you go back to the beginning and it all makes sense. It it's all like, makes sense. Oh, it's a full circle okay. moment, definitely. Yeah, it was really really good. So it's just like dude, man, this movie fucked me up. The turning point for me was definitely like the the first like initial scene of um Mr. Mescal showing up at the door and being like I'm drunk. Do you want to fuck? 
Like, <laughs> I lived I for that. Well, I think the turning point officially for me was when uh, the club scene. The first club scene? I Yeah, the first club scene. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that I was like, okay, this is where it got me. Um, and then, like, it gripped me, especially towards the end. Like, oh, by the end, it had me end, in a chokehold, and I was, like, and I was like, like, "Bitch, let me go, please." Like, no, and it was like I was trying so hard, honestly, not to cry as hard as Way was because I was like, "There can't be two of us in here going." Nah, girl, nah, girl. Because literally, I swear to God, if one of you, if you, or I was if, holding it if down, if one so of bad. you start crying as I was, I was gonna lose it because yeah. it'll, it's one of those things where it's like. They're doing it. It's okay now. Just ah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm grateful because. Well, the thing was is that I actually, I actually was bawling my eyes mm-hmm. out. I really mm-hmm. did. I did bawl my eyes out, but I just wasn't making noise because I know how to like. I like because I'm used to <sighs> staying silent like that. Well, I started so, like hiding in my jacket. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I saw from the corner of my yeah, eye. I was like, like, going, like <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna hide in my jacket. There was a point I just gave up and I had like my T-shirt over yeah. my face and I was just like, just stay right here because I can't. I couldn't look at you guys at all. I could not look at you guys at all. Oh, no. uh-uh. it was good. No. It it's was good. I liked it a lot. Um, um, I mean, the general narrative is about a guy who is a writer um, and is trying to write a story. About, it seems like about his his life or something. Um, a screenplay. Um, and so in order to get, like, inspo, he visits his childhood home and happens upon really what I think are probably, like, it, you could speculate, I suppose, in some way, depending on your beliefs. Like, it's figments of his imagination, but also maybe, like, if you're a bit more on the spiritual side, like, he's having engagement with his parents, like, from the other side and, like, having these. There's also that. But I also think that in a way that this is more because he was a writer and a screenwriter. That you were just basically these were chapters in his life of yeah. what he wished he could have mm-hmm. had. The conversations would be like if he spoke to his parents if they were still mm-hmm. alive. Um, That's why I got the shadow work yeah. from where it's like, yeah. in a way, working. If you out, could say it, what would you say? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And yeah, he basically built this whole like, me- like mental narrative of what's going on. Well, he built then- like he built himself a safe space to connect with grief. Mm-hmm. Which was like I don't know I think because it was the ending really the ending quality that's what it was was like him coming to terms with it but like <sighs> yeah the journey really along the ride yeah, the five stages of grief mm-hmm. right there was all in the movie where was the anger he did have anger there was anger where was it like okay like the time when his mom reacted to his uh, coming out. And that was well, I also anger think anger was like an undertone. I think when we when we unpack that a little bit, it's like mm-hmm. anger is the undertone of the whole movie, right? He's angry because he never had these experiences, mm-hmm. and so then that like that like bleeds into these other areas of his life where he's like lonely and he doesn't have anybody and he doesn't like go out, and so he's like isolated and alone. He like didn't have these like like formative years of development with his parents, and so he was like stunted by that. And then when you revisit that stuff, it's like naturally there's all the sad things that are there, but I don't think we talk enough about all the like, this is fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I should have had that. That was like mine, and it got taken from me. Yes. Yeah. It was. This movie was really good, and I I think I'll, I'll probably rewatch it a few more times on my mm-hmm. own just to kind of like really sit with what it brings up, like for me personally, but also to try to understand the the like everybody like the sort of narrative message of it that. 
the creators of it because it looked like it was based on something. It looked like it was based on the guy who actually wrote the movie because <laughs> he wrote and directed the movie. And the oh. guys, the actor who plays him is the guy who wrote the movie. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if the actor was the author and the writer too, and mm -hmm. he was just playing his own narrative or it was just... Um, Whatever it was, it was good. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, any scene with his dad, I was like, well... There it is. <laughs> I guess I'm on shift today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, punch, punch the clock, baby. Miss B's on. Mm. Like it was, it was so good. It was just so good. Yeah, I think. It, and again, it's. I'm sort of tired of the whole like sad queer stories. Like you know what I mean. Like we we could stop telling sad stories about queer people. But like also, I think that this one was really beautiful because by the end of it, he you could see that ultimately like he's healed. Like he's hit a place of like. Contentment, mm -hmm. mm. like come to terms with like like life and the things that have happened. I think, yeah. <sighs> but it was really good. It was just that there was there was definitely foreshadowing in in the movie when he was talking to his parents, mm -hmm. like in the room and whatnot. He's like, "Where is he? Where is he?" And then he's like saying, "Oh no, we saw him." Mm -hmm. And he looks so sad. Make sure you take care of him or whatever. Mm -hmm. That that scene, that was the foreshadowing that he was dead too. Oh, I knew. I knew. I was like, I, knew, oh I had a feeling. God. I had a feeling at the the club scene. The club scene. Yeah. Yeah. I was starting mm -hmm. to feel it, but I was just like, I when just he kept disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, this he person's wasn't, not real. Yeah. Because as soon as it established he was doing that with his parents, I was like, he's probably doing it with this guy, too. With him, yeah. You yeah. have to just take into consideration. It was very Sixth Sense, sort of. Yeah, and then that part yeah. was hard. That was, like, really heavy, too. Because, like, obviously it highlights the importance of, like, reaching out for help. And so what we sort of saw is, like, this jokey play at, like, somebody sort of, like, crying out for help was misinterpreted as, like... Come rub my cookies You know what I mean And it was <laughs> like Now that bitch needed a hug Like Oh god So that's when he died mm -hmm. Yeah mm -hmm. so he was dead the whole time Yeah he Was he He was never real Cause when he got to the room That bottle was empty mm -hmm. Yeah Well and I mean It had been Who knows how long In time I mean weeks That freaking sucks though Because he's like saying Where's my mom Where's my dad mm -hmm. See that part killed me too I'm like When I saw him enter the apartment I'm like Motherfucker No When he did the smell thing I was like no I'm like yeah. no And then when he does the thing Where he like Peeks into the room And then he has to close it yeah, I was just like hoping he was giving sloppy toppy to somebody, and I was like, please just let him be cheating. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't I take can't, it anymore. Yeah, I was like, I can't take it that he's uh, dead too. No. Like, I couldn't. Because yeah. of anything, we could have just saw that someone that's a medium mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they just had closure. Well, right. Again, I think if you interpret it through a more like existential, like not so Western lens, it, it like opens up the possibility that. There's healing that can be done in an abstract way that doesn't involve like such concrete like this is how you process grief like mm -hmm. okay that's one way to do it you know yeah <sighs> yeah it was really good though <sighs> really good really sad it was really sad it was just there was some dialogue in this movie that really hit me real mm -hmm. hard and it was just like <sighs> like the whole him talking to his mother and then she says. Is it sad? Like, would, are you afraid you're going to be sad? Like, mm -hmm. you can't get married. It's like, they get married to each other. Mm -hmm. Just the, thing, the ignorant things that she say, 
that she said it's like things that i just remember just like though these things were never really said to me mm -hmm. personally i've been very something I guess, we're lucky. all aware of it was just that these were beliefs that i that i still have to this day yeah you know like i'm never gonna be happier i'm never meant to be happy because mm -hmm. i'm a gay person and it just it just sucks it just feels like gay people don't have a happy ending court mm -hmm. kind of thing and i didn't realize like that that's literally legitimately a lot of gay people mm -hmm. and i'm just like damn i'm like everybody feels lonely because there's there's a loneliness to being gay mm -hmm. because you're surrounded by straight people and you're faking this character of yourself and then when you come out it's almost like you're no longer a part of that group that you were faking anymore mm -hmm. and you're accepting who you are but then you're kind of like in this void of like well then who the fuck am i what am i right. what do i like what do i do now and then you meet up with other people who have this same realization and you realize that everything that you've been told technically is a lie in your perspective mm -hmm. so that's why people act out and why they do what they do and i'm just like well shit shit <laughs> lgbt community baby <laughs> yeah no the queer experience is one i think of isolation like that though it's it's all yeah. about finding yourself and even when you find yourself still questioning like oh, is this bitch. enough like yeah putting it together yeah mm -hmm. yeah he was dead this whole time like they were yeah well and if you think about it if you think about it in I, some I, way did i just watch a gay version of ghost that's kind of what sort it felt of, like. Yeah. It, yeah, I think if you think about it in context, you know, the the lead character, Adam's character, could almost be perceived as like a dead person, right? Because it's you're in this building, you're there's you don't have neighbors, you don't know anybody, you know, you're like your only outlet is your art, which is like <laughs> bleak depending on how you're looking at it, and then you're kind of dead so he's like yeah up. he's only open and then maybe he's making these connections like with his parents with this person who's passed not because like oh i needed to grieve or whatever but maybe even because like he was just like in his own person like available for that because that was what he was embodying and like walking around within his life you know what i mean i feel like <sighs> not experiencing just... it to the fullest because of the holdbacks and the like the hesitations and all of the narratives that have been created for him over the course of like growing up and like being a young person yeah this bitch i <sighs> This struck the chord with my mommy and daddy issues uh -huh. severely <laughs> hard. Yeah, normally, you know, honestly, normally I find that they what the direction they went with the the dad in this movie is normally what they do with the mom. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite. Which and was so very the dad doing it, I was like, oh man, like no, because <laughs> no, like literally, I got to have that closure with my dad uh -huh. a couple of weeks ago, which yeah. was like him acknowledging that like just. The simple question of like, oh, are you still dating or mm -hmm. are you still dating that guy I last saw or are you mm -hmm. like moved on to a different guy or what's going mm -hmm. on with your world? And it's like having that normal conversation with me brought me so much joy and enclosure where it's like, OK, cool, you know, but also you took it a step further and made it into like something that's not so like mm -hmm. like everybody else did. So it was weird to just have like, oh, he's OK with it. And sure. oh, he's very. Yeah, with with it. It. Yeah. yeah and like comparing it the one thing he said with the whole like the mom issue growing up coming out sure but then coming out and then having restrictions put on with mm -hmm. coming out that's one thing with my mom mm -hmm. and the mom issues that's what hit me a little hard because that's basically like my current relationship with my mom except mm -hmm. for like 
I no longer have that tangible bond where it's like I want to have that established relationship where the middle part of the movie or the like the beginning part um when he talked like um oh, his it's not Adam but it was the other guy Harry Harry when Harry talked about like him feeling like a stranger in his own house surrounded mm-hmm. by people literally how I feel every time I go back home mm-hmm. cuz it's like the only people who I feel like see me see me are my nephews and that's it mm-hmm. everybody else is like right they still see me as like that high school kid and I'm like, I'm not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. And I hate how they kind of put me in a box to be that person still. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I grew up. I'm no longer like. But then again, you guys wouldn't want to take the time to get to know me because mm-hmm. y'all stuck in your ways too. Like, well, it's also, I mean, it's that, that hard piece of like, you know that there's something inherently different about you from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is aware that you're different. And so when we're aware of the difference but nobody's talking about it even though we're all acting on it it's like uh-huh. <laughs> this feels really good yeah and <laughs> there was a disconnect and then the mom part it just like hit close to home especially when the dad was just like oh you just need to give her some time so that way like she mm-hmm. can sort it out with her head and stop making it about her which is like damn bitch it's been it's been a good solid like 15 plus years and I'm still waiting for them to stop making mm-hmm. it about them mm-hmm. and it's like he still took it upon himself to find that closure mm-hmm. within that and I'm like oh god I need to start working on that yeah specifically with that at least now I know like at least half of it is semi done and mm-hmm. I can at least work on it the other half oh that's gonna be a journey mm-hmm Lots of them not making midnight trips back home and <laughs> <laughs> trying to spoot the dogs, trying to get into my house. Laying in your old bed. Ugh. It made me feel so uncomfortable when me and Will went back there. Yeah. And I slept in my old bed. Mm-hmm. There was just something that was just so like, ew. I don't like this. It made me feel like, oh, there was a reason why. I... How would I put it? <clears throat> it's like being invited to a party. Mm-hmm. And realizing you're not welcomed, and then you leave, but then everybody's like, "Oh, you should come back. We were missing you." Da-da-da-da-da. And you're like, "Benefit of the doubt, I'm gonna come back." And then it's like it's going back to being treated as if you not you don't exist. Mm-hmm. So that's what it felt like going back home, which was just like all this you always say to me it doesn't add up. Well, and it's always hard too, I think, because you know, for for someone like yourself, it's like at least you have a home to go back to. Right, like I, all of like my childhood homes are occupied by other people now. <laughs> so like, even if I wanted to go home, it's like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's again, it, it, but it highlights the importance of like, it doesn't matter whether you have one or not. The sort of queer narrative is always going to be, we don't belong anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that that becomes like really tricky. Yeah, no, this movie highlighted so much good stuff. I like, I loved it so much. It ran me through the dirt so many times. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. The dinner at the end, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. That part just like, it stung. <laughs> Could, okay, but for two seconds, could you imagine being the waitress <laughs> I was and bringing that. him like, you fat bitch, here's all your food. And he's like, <laughs> with tears uh, in his eyes, thank you. <laughs> I'd be like, uh huh. I'm like, oh, he must be really happy to eat all that food. <laughs> she must be starving. <laughs> and it was like every scene was so 
peacefully put together. Even the yeah. transitions between mm-hmm. them two. All of the shots were the camera yeah. work in this movie was phenomenal. phenomenal. And it was like, oh my god, it's literally reminding me how it feels to be trying to like process all this information about who I am and mm-hmm. what's going on around me and how to process like trying to establish a connection with family even though you already feel disconnected and trying to make an establishment in my love life even though I'm kind of already rejecting it and it's like this all around about the it hit me hard in the Mm -hmm. gut and it was just like bitch you didn't need to yell at me so fucking loud yeah you could have pet me softly yeah you didn't have to shit me in the kidneys you could have just rubbed my belly Uh like You could have thrown me in the basement. You didn't have to hurt me. Oh my god, I cried. Yeah, you cried a lot, girl. I cried so much during this movie. The movie was there on you. It. The biggest thing that it was a lot of was just kind of like a lot of cries of contentment with myself. That it was just like that scene where it was just like you just. I'm just proud that you like you made it this far. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. I'm already about to tear up. Like that part hit so hard with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> Hold on, I need a minute. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, play a funny sound. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Wrong one>. <laughs> feel better. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll distract you from your pain with laughter. Oh, I've been doing that with my own comedy, girl. Like, <laughs> girl, let her feel. Yeah, that part mm-hmm. it hit so hard because it was just like, damn, I did do it this far. And looking back at it, I'm like. There's content in that, like, yeah. I'm happy where I'm at right now. Like, I'm happy where I made myself go. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, I'm crying. <laughs> oh my god, no, get out, get out. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it. I mean, but that's like the tea, though, right? Like, it's so like I think it's so visceral and real that like so many of us kind of live these lives where we're like, oh yeah, I wasn't supposed to have like made it this far. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, I'm like I'm whether because here. other people believed it or because we believed it or because we were told or like whatever the case might be, it's like it's always like a shining moment to like look around at your life and be like, oh, like I'm still here. Yeah, it's that reflecting part because ever mm-hmm. since like Kidu's mom came out and hit me with that, like when I was so scared to see my dad, mm-hmm. and I was like telling her like I spent that time with my dad, and I literally was just spending that time thinking about like how much I could just lay his ass out if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I'm so capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. But then part of me was just like, it finally hit where I was just like, you know what? All that anger really went out the window because I was just like, that. I can slam your face into this table, but at the end of the day, it's not going to make me feel any better. Right. I'm still going to hate you. Mm-hmm. But part of me is just like, I want to understand like, but why mm. do I feel this anger towards mm-hmm. you? And getting to that point where sitting in front of Katie's mom and she started asking all these questions and lastly when I told her I was just like I was just shaking I was so scared in that part where she was just like you need to sit time and talk to yourself and let your like childhood self know like it's okay they're safe now mm-hmm. and I'm like mm-hmm. especially like that scene where he looks at his reflection on the train and it's his child self screaming mm-hmm. like little shots like that mm-hmm. it's just like that, that like really grabbed me too I was just like uh, and it hit me so hard after that because I was just like Oh, bitch, I need to start taking the time to, like, allow myself to adjust to, like, my current situation and my status. Because mm-hmm. it's like, wow, I've literally been so blind about how far I've been pushing myself. And it's like, damn. Like, that bitch that was back in Crown Point, that was sitting on Tagged and M. Busy mm-hmm. with my girls watching Sucker Punch or fucking chilling in your bedroom and just talking mm-hmm. shit. It was like, 
you cannot tell that bitch back then that she was going to be living right next door to her best friend right in the city that she didn't think she was going to be moving mm-hmm. to and it's like damn i really haven't allowed myself to just like take it all in yet yeah you're supposed to like stay on the res and like yeah part of me just felt like i gotta start being content with living here because this is all i'm ever gonna know but then everything changed when um the fire nation attacked. <laughs> i was gonna say the same thing <laughs> i was gonna and, say it, but i didn't want to ruin the moment. i was like okay B, just shut up and then she had to flay crown point uh-huh. and then run all the way to alaska and realize like she's a waterbender mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> then she came to the earth kingdom right. she had to come all the way down to the freaking earth kingdom out in the boonies semi mm-hmm. balloons <laughs> But um, it was just like, I'm really proud where I came from and mm-hmm. where I pushed myself to because it was just like, you know what? I need to start taking that time to start allowing myself to start enjoying mm-hmm. the current situation because it's like, bitch, you practically almost got it made. Yeah. That old little kid back then was so scared that their dad was going to find out. Now look mm-hmm. at you sitting down across from your dad talking about whether or not you're still dating that guy. Mm-hmm. It's like full circle. My mm, my mom, on the other hand, that's going to be a long journey, right. and we all are going to know that because what Steven Universe has taught me was you can't fix the problem until you admit there is a problem, mm. but when one party doesn't want to admit there's a problem, talk about both of us still. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think to, to go back to your point about the screaming kid, I think it's important to be aware of like who's in the room with you when you're having these interactions right like what parts of me are active right now when i'm engaging with this person or that person or this situation in my life because i think a lot of people spend time engaging with and like allowing um these hurt parts the trauma parts to like drive their car and it's like girl like no like you present you who's like aware of what the reality is has to like make sure you're seated in that seat because if not you've got wounded parts running around like playing a role in your life and making decisions and like hurting you sometimes not on purpose but because they think it's the right thing to do because you didn't know better at the time or because you didn't know how to heal from something or work through something so yeah no like i said this movie it was just so like layered and like (sighs) so good so good i wanted to read a comment that i stumbled across about the movie okay this is a theory so this guy's his name is Durwood206 from YouTube. He says, My thoughts on the film are that both that both ghost stories were being written by him the whole time and ended up being healing for him. One, huh. the interaction with his parents was the place he got to resolve his feelings of grief and loss since the crash, and where he could find a space to share who he'd become as a man and perhaps gain their acceptance. And two, as a gay man who lived through the AIDS pandemic, he was carrying other losses to disconnect Mm -hmm. from sex to fear and the actual loss of friends and lovers to the virus. Paul, a young man who hadn't experienced this trauma, was a carefree version of a queer man who could pull him from his past, Mm -hmm. help him heal and love again. Both stories move him forward to a sense of peace, I like the idea that he ends the story embracing Harry and the camera pulls away. The script is done, the computer is turned off, and the universe becomes a point of light, a pixel amongst the Mm. other stories he's written or are being written. I imagine him waking up with closure. The end. 
My thoughts are mostly the empty building at the beginning of the film represented the empty pages of his screenplay, and perhaps he had a short outline of a hot character named Harry that he was trying to explore, and so he became the other tenant. I think he was trying... I think he was... I'm sorry. I think he was staring up a window trying to figure out a storyline for him. Tried a drunken scenario, but closed the door on that. He ended up going in a new direction, typed in the location of his family's home, and the resulting film is where he ended up. I wept the entire time. I have never experienced a film as a Gen X gay man that felt like it was telling my story and with a character, Adam, whom I deeply connected with. Huh. Yeah. I was kind of what I thought, too. Like, in some ways, it was like, obviously, they didn't, like, highlight this too, too much, but obviously, Harry was younger. Yes. And so part of me, I thought, like, huh, like, maybe this is, like, who he wanted to be. Maybe, yeah. This because is, this he... is the, the time, the opportunity, the chances I missed out on, and so... Like it's another character. I mean, it, it's fascinating <clears throat> to think about it that way. That's a cool. That's a well, cool if you thought. look at it from the perspectives of both of the characters, see, Harry clearly had parents who didn't love him, mm-hmm. according to what Harry has said, mm-hmm. and that's why he's lonely. But then Harry looks at this guy who's older, who's fancy, mm-hmm. has like you know he's a writer, whatever. But he also has parents who he loves and can speak fondly of, at one point. But well, yeah. like, and then Harry listens to this and be like, "Well, this guy was lucky, you know. He had parents that he Jesus. loved and whatever." But well, it could also time. it could also be so if you think about Harry as like this this character narrative for Adam, right? He never technically understood whether or not his parents would still love him, right? That's true. And he so didn't again, know that. it's 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 if this was me as a young out gay man, would I be the person without family, without connection, without anybody, mm-hmm. carefree, living my life, going to the club? Yeah, doing drugs, having fun, like mm-hmm. I don't know. It was again such a good movie, so layered and like multifaceted. I love it. God, it was giving me like a twenty four in a few scenes. <laughs> yeah, like I'll tell you, I didn't expect it to be this good. And from the trailer, even I, I wasn't even really sure what to expect. I think I, I sort of expected it's going to be like a film about two gay guys falling in love and same. Like okay, cool. Like mm-hmm. we'll enjoy it probably. And it really, like, I think kind of surprised me. Oh, it Same. surprised me in such a level that I was not expecting the movie to even go mm-hmm. anywhere <sighs> remotely as deep as it did. Yeah, it was really good. But I, I love s- when trailers literally deceive the <sighs> plot. I love when they do that. Wait, I, just, I know it sounds... Yeah, I know it. <laughs> right. Wonka girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that. I wish that, like, movies would do that, where it's like, you just do the one trailer, and then that's it. Tell me that's nothing it. else. Nothing else. Yes. I want to be surprised secret. in yes. my seat. I'm sticking to my theory that he basically just had a contact with the other side. Yeah. The yeah. dinner scene when his parents were asking about legit things, I think he was literally uh-huh. having like a seance knolls. Kind of that or literally <laughs> having that moment where he did do like <laughs> literally did the do the shadow work kind uh-huh. of thing where you're mentally having a conversation with mm-hmm. somebody and you're kind of trying to like talk it out. And this is just like his way of doing going through it Mm -hmm. in the sense because I was the way I felt was either he was having a lot of like spiritual connections and contact because Mm -hmm. the other attendant because he died after that night. But Mm -hmm. somehow he showed up. He's still there. Um, Going to like the whole story and looking back at it, I feel like at the end it was one of those things where he just chose to like stay in contact with this one because in the others 
his parents decided to leave. Mm -hmm. Harry ain't gonna decide to leave, mm -hmm. so he chose to stay with him. And I feel like he's just like, in the end, closing the chapter with like, I'm choosing to love this spirit who's like in front of me. Yeah. Also, imagine getting fucked by a ghost. Katya is so jealous and so Girl. <laughs> Did you live for that? Because. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was. Where are we at on time? 40 minutes. Right on the dot. On Her. The dot. Um, well. It hurt. And I need to watch this again. Yeah. Yes. If it hurts so bad, let's score it. Let's score it. Okay. Should you go first? Oh, I give it 10 apparitions out of 10. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 10 apparitions. <laughs> what about you, Bibes? My aspiration in life is... A 10. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I do give it a 10. Give it 10 therapy sessions out of 10. Uh, I would give it 100 therapy sessions out of 10. Yeah. But then a 10 ketamine hits. Ah, okay. Out of 10. Yeah, I give it a 10 hot drunk guys showing up at my door out of 10. Like, uh, it was so good. His character was Paul so... Paul Mescal was so sexy. His character mm -hmm. was so respectfully nasty. Yeah. I love it. Uh, mm -hmm. Dirty girl. Somebody who just wants to fuck me, but also be a gentleman about it. Put me in a bath and take care of me. Lovely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> girl, he was like molesting the shit out of him in that bathroom. Yeah. I had never been jealous. Bitch, I was going to recreate salt burn with that water. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 he's got to the water. Yes. Well, so please, I, I'm not sure actually if this movie is on limited release right now in the theaters, but um, if go you're listening yeah, to this video, go see, see it. it. Especially, I think if you are a queer person, I am, uh, or somebody myself. who connects to these sorts of narratives that we've discussed, because it was really um, one. It was so good, but I think in some ways was healing too. So. Um, I love when media does that. So go check it out. Mm -hmm. It's out in theaters now. I'm sure it's soon to be on streaming. Um, all of us strangers. Hopefully soon, soon. Yeah. Soon, 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 soon. While we shut down the popcorn machine and the projector, we're going to run around the corner with Will for some cutie and booty. Welcome to the download queue with your favorite person. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say with your cutie boo or something like okay, that. Okay, cutie saying, boo. With your favorite cutie boo. You know you. Mm -hmm. you. <laughs> it's the download queue. I live. Baby. I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, hi. Welcome to the download queue. In today's episode, I'm actually going to do a little something a little different. Not different. Surprise. 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 Shade. I'm just going to go straight surprise. to the... I'm just going to go straight to the syn synopsis. Surprise, surprise. And then, obviously, we're going to talk about it. So... Okay, so this isn't Cutie Booty? Sort of. Okay. I mean, it still follows the rules of Cutie Booty. Which are? Which, by the way, if you're watching <laughs> for the first time... <laughs> I'm just so used to you doing it. You have know, to do I it. Or else I, I have feel, to do it. I have to do I it. I feel dysregulated. So, hi, welcome to the download queue. I'm your host, Will. And during this segment, I'm going to be reading a mystery, mysterious synopsis uh -huh. to my co-host. Uh -oh. My, uh -oh. <laughs> my co-host. Well, then. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Jesus. My co-host will then guess what the game is. Is this game a cutie or a booty based off of the... Synopsis. synopsis all right okay baby all i'm right. ready are you guys ready yeah all right but it's, it's okay. okay and 
Players control a customizable avatar from a third-person perspective with the goal of exploring the open world <laughs> and uncovering their secrets. <laughs> Similar to other survival games, players need to manage their hunger level, craft basic tools, gather material, and build bases that also act as fast travel points. Unlock through technology tree allowed the players to craft and use new weapon structures and decorations. You're a bitch. You're welcome. Yeah, I know what this is, obviously. Of course you guys um, do. It's a cutie. This is, um, this is gonna be a cutie and I can make my guess right now. Okay, what's your what's your guess? Um my guess is the Xbox exclusive release of Minecraft. <laughs> Half right. <laughs> my guess is uh the new Roblox Pokemon crossover Legends Robloxius. <laughs> Girl, you look like a fucking highlighter. Silver edition. Close. Mine was Pokemon Scarlet, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is obviously a kitty. This is a kitty. Kitty. So well, I figured know what that we it could is, talk so about we'll play it. Along. Yeah. Because yes. we've been playing along. <laughs> oh my God. Ooh, Ooh. So that was sexy. I Boys figured that out. we would play. I, fi- I figured that we would that we would talk about this game since yeah. obviously all three of us have played it together. This is a rare moment on just This is very, r- yeah, we normally yeah. are like. When do we Pardon. ever all three play the same game? We Never. We tried to That's play not Pokemon. in the past, but mm-hmm. no. Me. Yeah, well, but when, like, outside of Pokemon, when is, like, when do we ever play the same stuff? Um, Literally never. Super Smash Bros., Mario Kart 8. Animal Crossing. Street Fighter 6. Animal Crossing. Animal that Crossing. was Pandemic Tease. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this game is... Power World. Uh, yes. Yes, it I came out I love Digimon. 19- That's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. It's great. Palamon. Palmon. Palmon, Digivolve too. Sexy angel pussy. countries. <laughs> so you want to pound my Palmon? <laughs> 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 my Palmon says hello. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, okay, so Power World, we've all been playing it and we've oh, been playing it. Oh my god, I don't like that. I don't like that. What? Will's camera turned on. <gasps> oh, that happens all the time. Not the hacking. Is it is it motion sensor? Because then that no. fucking spirit in our house again. No, it's just the USB thing turns off and turns on. That's what I was talking about, that it does that all the time. Why do you let it do that all the time? I don't know. Not somebody's hacking you, baby. Nobody's hacking. Not the, uh, <laughs> yeah, Continue. No. So Power World. So it's Power World. This is a amazing game. Been a lot of fun. Now, I don't normally play games like this yeah. at all. Really? By no means. I don't like survival. I don't like building shit. I don't like doing all that stuff. That's just not my thing. It's not. I like already a pre-established character. Uh huh. Give me some like customization options. Like, oh, I can wear different outfits, like Bayonetta, for example, True. or like you know something like that. Um. And just give me a narrative and just give me from point A to point B. That's all I want. That's all I want. But this game gave me something different and literally presented, oh, you got to craft everything. You got to. And I'm like, I was overwhelmed at first Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I got to remember these recipes. I got to remember what gives me what. My Uh. dumbass never punched it. It figured maybe I should punch a tree to get wood. Huh? I was getting the wood on the floor when I was playing. (laughs) It's okay. I mean, I saw your live streaming. You were doing that with the club. I hit the trees with the club at first, too, until I got an axe. I got the axe first. <laughs> well, I needed. I was hitting with the club because I needed to, the wood to make the axe. 
When I first started, I talked to the bitch by the campfire and she gave me enough wood to make the bench. And then when I was running around exploring, I found enough wood on the floor to make it else. Well, good. And that's what I did and did all that. I was. It takes me a while. Mm-hmm. Once I get the mechanics and going, it's, mama yeah. else going. Mm-hmm. No, once you get going, girl. Girl, you saw me take off already trying to build my hut down the street. Uh-huh. Well, she was like, let me build my own base real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sucked because I couldn't fast travel there. I couldn't no. do anything. So once I established my base with y'all, it was once y'all established the base, I was like, oh, shit. I, I got to go back up there now. Oh, shit. But yeah, once I started right, jumping right. on the train, it started moving a lot more faster. Yeah. And once good. we established what bitches were doing what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little bitches. I just kind of put them in and I'm like, she'll micromanage them. It's fine. She knows what we need. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through that, honestly. It's literally Stardew. It's literally all of these games we play together like this. It's actually really fun. Um, uh, the people who are calling it just like a Pokemon knockoff, I think that kind of cheapens it a little bit. Because well, that means that those people never played the game. Yeah, my yeah, argument, I know. mean, just from seeing it on the outside, I could see why people would say that. I think the whole, like, Pokemon comparison is really kind of invalid if it weren't for, like... Everything. The monster catching mechanic, like, but well, that's not exclusive to Pokemon. So they called. So the thing is that people are calling this Pokemon with guns, and that's how they marketed it. And the marketing actually worked because yeah. it's the most successful game on Steam. It sold four million copies in in uh, three days, and the game is not even finished. It's yeah, early, early access. access. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? What the yeah. game's not finished. I it's mean, early this, this, it's Temtem. Remember Temtem? I think it's that they're gonna. So it's not gonna, finished yet. They're gonna see that this is like potential for tracking. My only concern is that they're gonna get sued. I don't think so. They can't. There's really nothing yeah. in the game that they can technically be sued for. Sued for? Yeah. I guess no. The word M O N is appearing anywhere mm-hmm. together, except for some like Timothy. Uh huh. <laughs> well, one one thing I learned is that did you know that all the pals that they have in the game so far. All of them were AI based generated. Oh, really? Yeah. I love that. They're all AI based generated. So everything that you're seeing is an AI creation. But also, huh. they can get sued if they can figure out what the AI uses as inspiration for those models. Technically, yes, but there is a rule against AI that you can't trademark AI stuff. Oh. Oh. So, <clears throat> yeah. well, you can't trademark it because. Oh, they have to get the idea from somewhere. Mm-hmm. They have to get the idea like, from somewhere, some but people, then it's inspiration. It's not. It's not copying. Like, um, like the ones you've been seeing with the, like, the celebrity ones mm-hmm. is because they have to feed that machine with a bunch of photos of that particular celebrity, mm-hmm. and then make like bring up poses that they wanted to do. Yeah. But no, Power World is fun. It's amazing. It's I great. Love it. We love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! I. So the only thing I'm noticing is like sometimes pal progression feels a little funny, but when I started to settle into the idea that I could kind of use the ones I wanted and then like as we like grow in the game, there's going to be just ones that are better or whatever over time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, I can like, that, that makes sense to me. I'm very excited to establish the second base. Nowhere near where we're at now. So no. That's the goal. I'm going to take this bird and I'm going to fly that bitch to the north. To the north. To the north. To the moon. Daenerys Targaryen. The North. Yeah. Not me. Not my name. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Nightwing. Nightwing. Yeah. I have to say, though, that this game, oh, God, it's it's so good because when now that I played it by myself uh-huh. for an extended period of time, now I'm starting to see, like, how the pal battles work uh. and, like, and, like, how fun it can be because there's aspects to it where it feels very monster hunter-y. 
Yeah. Like when you told me, because I never even bothered to do it. When you showed us the technique where you can like slide down like a hill and then you jump into a hang glider. <clears throat> Bitch, that made traversal so great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, the second I could put a harness on something and ride it. Uh-huh. Girl, I was like, I'm literally never walking anywhere again. Well. Now that I have this bird. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fun. I, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, there's some mechanics. Obviously, like, it could, like, be improved. But really, truthfully, I'm like, I live. Work. It's amazing where it's at. I live. Hearing it's early access, that means you get only get better from here. Yeah. And I like that it's really open world in the context of, like, it gives you a like a small narrative to follow, but it's not yeah. like you have to go do this. It's like, oh, I could wander around for hours in this game and not necessarily progress the story, and it doesn't take away from my experience. No, yeah. like it's actually. Uh, normally, I don't like games like that, but it's actually really good. It's I very Breath of the Wild. That's another game it's well, copying, but it's <laughs> but it's different from Breath of the Wild in the sense that in Breath of the Wild, I was like always sort of aware that I had to complete something. Mm. In this game, it's just like, oh, I could just like, my goal today is like, I want to get to this point on the map and I could just spend the whole time walking there or traversing there, mm. catching oh, the path. Okay, I get what like, you're, yeah. Without feeling the pressure of like, oh, I need to go into that tower to beat that boss. The only reason I kept thinking about the tower was because you mentioned it. Sorry. Like, you know what I mean? And it was like, <laughs> I would have I wouldn't have even thought mm. about it. Like, oh so God. it's been nice to just like, oh, I'm going to craft the next best thing. I think I, sometimes I hear this bitch like, Oh yeah, girl. I'm gonna look at this building this. And when she was asking for those technology points, I wanted to be like, "Bitch, I already have a grappling gun. If I wanted to have a grappling gun, I needed your points. I would have already take your points to build my grappling gun." But you took her item, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found out you're the guild master, so you literally can just take anything from me and Will. Oh, it doesn't work for you guys. No, like that. it doesn't <gasps> work like that. So oh. you're the thief, you bitch. <laughs> True. Greedy mother, just taking. But I also put it back. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, okay, I had like seven of those on me at the time you started like throwing stuff around. So I was like, girl, I'll just give you two. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> was just digging in my box. <laughs> well, I can't get into boxes, but because it's the base inventory, the, the, the base the, pulls the, it. Oh, no, yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. You can pull it from anywhere. Mm -hmm. Oh. Like, so if you're far away. It's yep. your server like, and you're the guild master. You're the server. <laughs> That's kind of, oh. I reach into my magic oh, Hermione no, bag and I'm like. <laughs> oh no, you're not the girl from, um, what was it? Apex. Then you uh -huh. can just like, that box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ash. Yeah. yeah. Nico? <laughs> like a tank. She crazy. Do you like that? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. What's a sheep to a tiger? I was listening to that today. I love that song. I'm a um, ball What's a to a <laughs> Uh-huh. I um that's interesting. So even if you're far away from the base, I can take from your inventory directly? Yes. Oh, that's the lock weird. the locks are mainly just for like if you have it open world, open world where anybody can just hop in and join. Yeah. Oh, that's protected. icky. I wish there, yeah. maybe I'm sure they'll add like ways to update that. They're gonna fix it. Don't yeah. worry. I think I think it's just that this will, no, this will be hearing a game. I have coworkers yeah. that are playing that. No, this bitch. will be a game that I probably play for a while, like, and then come back to visit and play. I'll come more. back like every few, every like, you know, few months. Well, whenever like a major update is said about it, then I'll go in there see how it's changed. Mm -hmm. and Baby, you lost me. I'm gone. 
Bye. I'm still gone, gone over Yeah, but that's you. what we're all playing, basically. Power World, so. Power World has been good. I've been also playing Prince of Persia as well, which has been good. Do you, are you, have you gotten further? Yeah, I have. Did there was this like puzzle it? that was tricking the hell out of me, and then when I finally figured it out, I'm like, God, I'm an idiot. A lot of people are loving the, that game, so that's cool. I love that. I love it. It's, it's so really good. pretty. It's very good. Everything I've seen of it is really nice. It's very, very good. Love you know, it. Power looks amazing. Uh-huh. It actually <laughs> does. I was kind of gagged at the difference though between my Xbox and my computer. Really? Oh, is there, that yeah, just in different? that just in that intro part where like it shows the overworld when you walk out and you have to like, oh, first yeah, open yeah. up. I was like, these are two different games. Mm-hmm. Like the one on the Xbox, it's just obviously there's less detail. Mm-hmm. My computer is like, girl. I got you on Yeah, detail. here's your detail as far as the eye can see, mama. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I love it. Like five. Yeah. So it's fun. It's, it's fun, fun it's and highly fun. recommended. It's 26 bucks until the 25th of January. Right. And if you're listening to it past it, it's going to be the full $29. So oh. only $3 off, you know, but. Three bucks is three bucks. Three bucks is three bucks. That's so I recommend getting it. for me. Or if you have Xbox, it's free on Games Game Pass. Pass. You can download it, but there is no cross-play. So just to give you the heads up, at least not yet, but not yet. it is planned for the future update. And also changing our characters is also a plan mm-hmm. for a future update. So if you want to change the cosmetics of your oh, character. Oh, some people online have been making crazy characters. It's so funny. <laughs> I, know. I haven't seen nothing. It couldn't be me, though. Mm-mm. I had somebody come in the, the stream when I was making my character, and they were like, yeah. <laughs> like when people got big booties. Mm-hmm. My character in my game is. Yeah, she was plump. Well, my character plump. in our game is, but my male, my... Mm. My male character, mm. I roll. Your masculine um, presenting character. Yeah, my character. masculine presenting character um, is thick the same way. Maybe even thicker. Thicker. Okay. All right. And now that's it for the download queue, everybody. We're going to hear the turn off the console, the computer, but we're going to be going into our final segment. We're going to be turning on the radio to max volume, and we're getting ready to party and we're going to be talking about stuff on the next segment. Go, Brandon. It's me. And we're here. I got a cramp. Feel free to work it out, girl. Thank you. Work it out. Work it out. Work it out. <sighs> so while she takes a break, I'm going to introduce this segment really quickly. Like, Go ahead. So we, as I have said many times before, want to share all of our favorite pieces of media with everyone. Um, so we've curated a playlist. We started this at the tail end of last year. We're carrying it into this year. Um, we listen to some songs off pod before we start. And we select songs of the week to mm-hmm. share with everyone um, in a very special place online under just the playlist. Just the playlist. Which, if you can't spell, is J U S T P L A Y L I S T 2024. You forgot to spell the the. Why'd you look at me when you spelled it? Okay, so first of all, wow, J-U-S-T-T-H-E-P-L-A-Y-L-I-S-T, 2024. Thank you. Yeah. You want um, just playlists, you know. We're on uh, Apple Music, Spotify. And yeah, we just we get some songs together because the three of us love music. So mm-hmm. um, without further ado, should I go first? Since you should go first, me? yeah. I'll go first. So my song this week is um, by Dustin Conrad. It's um, It's Only You. Off of uh, his album Submissive 2 Submissive 2 I just like the sound of it a lot And actually Dustin Conrad is somebody I sleep on in R&B I think um, He's I believe queer um, And actually is actually ironically close friends with Kehlani Ooh. Um, 
I just don't, I don't think I pay his music the flowers it deserves. So this has inspired me to maybe go back and like engage in his Take discography a, a little bit. How did you find this song? It was just on the R&B chart. Oh, uh, so you were listening to it and then you just happened to, okay, so you yeah. just stumbled across it and yeah. then, okay, and then you just did that. So I love it. It's a cute song. Yeah. I, I personally listening to it, it was definitely a vibe out song, mm. which I really like. Just, just, just like a lot of like just like it's one of those things where you just can sit back on the couch and just listen uh-huh and it's just like very like ambiance yeah ambiance well, i also <laughs> just love a queer person singing about a, a guy it's always good yeah because obviously i listen to a lot of women but it's nice to like to hear a listen guy's to perspective. boys singing about boys you know yes. boys like boys and boys like cars and money yeah yeah so yeah that's mm. my song Fabulous, fierce, fresh, fun. Oh my god, is it Sasha Fierce? Yeah. No. Did Baby. you hear the song at all? Yeah. What did you think? It gave me the R and B realness that I really like, and yeah. the rhythm makes me bounce my titties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what was your song? Mine was um, <laughs> "Battle Cry" by uh-huh. Angel Hayes featuring Sia. Now yeah. you see it. Why now did you, you laugh? Because I almost forgot the name of the song. <laughs> so it's called Battle Cry. Were you inspired by Pal World? Um, <laughs> no, it's just that I listened to it uh, when getting ready for the movies. Uh-huh. And then it just kind of like struck me. And I'm like, oh, I love this song. And it has like a good, a good message. Because Angel Hayes is also a queer artist. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it being a female in hip hop or a f- female presenting uh-huh. in hip hop. Um... It was just such a good song, you know, and then it actually matches with the movie when you yeah. think about it, just yeah. like from a different perspective. Yeah, the same thing. So I was just like, oh, that's so cool. And just like, accept, like just acceptance and stuff. So I personally think that the song was fantastic. It's a very classic old song. Um, I think it was even before like Sia literally became like famous for her own music mm-hmm. and that she was like writing music for other people. So this is just a song that she's featured in. So she sings the chorus and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. I thought it it was really good. Yeah. And it's just funny you say that. I like that it was fitting for the movie Mm because I thought the same thing. Yeah. That was completely accidental, though. I didn't know that was Sia. Yeah, it was Sia saying, money cannot buy. Sia. Sia. I'll see you later. Now you see now you don't. I want to see this cramp out of me. Oh my god! Love oh, me. get the cramp out of me. What about baby. you, girl? While you're rubbing your cramp, what was your song? Oh, get um, it out. I remember how I found the song mm-hmm. vividly. 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 Okay. Take you back to early two thousands. X tube. Oh. <laughs> it was an X tube. <laughs> it was used as music in background, and it was like mixed in with other stuff. So there's like one song. That's still in the back of my mind. I can't find it. But I remember when it was like red light trying to tell me where to go. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, mm. and then that kicked in with like the beat and the music. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not horny, but I'm vibing now. I'm like, I love this. I love this. <laughs> so I it's been coming like train. in and out of my life. Literally. I think though it came back when we moved into our first apartment together. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like it comes during a a peaceful time A reawakening mm-hmm. Of this pussy Did you say what it is? It's Sneaker Pimp <laughs> Six Underground by Sneaker Pimp Yeah No it's a, it's a good song I've, I mean I've heard it before obviously But it's it. a good song It's a good TBT A oh, good throwback moment I got the blood flowing back to my toes From that cramp now uh-huh. oh, 
Oh. Live. Yeah. Mm. You know that part when you feel like a knot, just like, it's not nodding? Yeah. Uh, it's rotting. Like, do you feel like a woman? Mm. Yeah. Love it. She's not tucked anymore. Mm. Mm. Unfurled, mm. honey. Mm. Lovely. Anything you girls want to add? Well, be sure to follow us on all our social media at Just Game and Pod. That's J Y C G A Y M A N P O D. Uh, add the one if you're looking for us on Twitch. Please check out our streams where we're streaming regularly, both on Twitch and TikTok. Um, and yeah, if you want to jam with us on the playlist, be sure to check out Just the Playlist at J U S T T H E P L A Y L I S T 2024. If you're looking for this year, just the first one if you're looking for last year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And until then, we'll catch you bitches on another delicious episode. Bye. 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 Oh, bye. <laughs>